new podcast, January 28th. I'm in the truck, cruising slowly by myself from Driggs, Idaho, up towards Grand Targhee, Wyoming. I thought I was leaving home early at 7.50 for 9 a.m. lifts, but I'm fully caught in, in the Red Snake, the long line of weekend commuting skiers. Uh, Saturday, Stoke is high, biggest storm of the season probably, or uh, so far for sure. Had a foot and a half of snow or so at the house in the last 36 hours, and three, two, two, two or more times that in the mountains, depending on exactly where in the mountains you're looking. Uh, mega snow, very exciting. Uh, I haven't skied much of it yet. I skied Thursday, the very beginning of the storm, and then yesterday I've been a little sick. So, and all of us have been a little sick. So we took a full family day at home. And now today I get a half day in the morning at the ski area. Uh, I feel a little daunting to tackle the weekend ski area phenomenon. But it's 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 the time. It's the time I got. Bunch of ski tour work coming up. Uh, so this will be my last resort day for a while. And the first one in a couple weeks too. It's been we don't ski a ton of the resort in the middle of prime time backcountry powder season. Uh but yeah, so that's the that's the current status. Recent cool things to report on, notably the biggest one is uh, two other families and us did a did a yurt trip, two nights in Teton Canyon, Wyoming yurt, accessed by a flat three and a half mile road, groomed uh, Nordic Trail in the wintertime, road in the summer. Um, one of the families has a snowmobile, so they uh, help shuttle gear in and out. And we had nine people total. Three of them were babies under a year old. What were the ages? The ages were 11 months. Charlie's the oldest. The next one was nine months. And the youngest one was almost four months. And it was everything you'd expect. And then some. Then some. Uh, crying babies. <clears throat> sick babies. Happy babies. A little bit of skiing, a whole lot of just baby wrangling, but extremely special. Those uh, immersive, gritty family excursions are proving to to uh, scratch the itch that that I have for for outdoor for whatever it is I get from from big serious outdoor missions I'm also getting it from family uh, outdoor missions like that it, it's the exact same uh, bit of satisfaction uh, no question um, it, it, it's hard to put together just like just like a big personal mission or big work mission in the mountains putting together all the ingredients for a for a family mission like that is, is complex. The, uh, the execution is often quite simple, but it's just the, the factors that come into it are complex. Uh, yeah, and it's the, it's, I mean, it's weird to say, but it is, it is the difficulty of doing it that makes it so rewarding. We, we know that, I guess. 
but it's still surprising almost every time that the the difficulty informs the reward. Um, and a, a yurt-based, <coughs> excuse me, remote, essentially camping trip with infants is is difficult to say the least. But we actually got more skiing out of it than we thought, and everyone, most everyone got more sleep than they thought they would. We had Charlie had the roughest night of of all nine people on the first night, so her parents got a little owned by that but everybody rallied for the second night and it worked out just fine uh so yeah that's a reason highlight another reason highlight was prior to that was a, a big personal ski day i've been doing pretty good at getting personal ski days in uh, it's it's a low priority but it's a priority nonetheless and a colleague buddy of mine who i hadn't skied or climbed with in years and i connected for a big day high pace lots of trail breaking fresh snow all day remote kind of sort of obscure corner that neither of us had ever been to not too far from home uh cool wildlife excellent skiing good conversation all day um just an amazing like one again one of those days one of those experiences that that scratches the itch that 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 checks all the boxes and doesn't always happen i spend a lot of time in the mountains and it doesn't always come together to really scratch the itch and i think that's what what i'm sort of curious about is is what percentage of of people's outdoor endeavors are are really like I, I can't I don't know how else to put it but really scratching that itch. Um, for me, it's probably like one in one in every ten or fifteen times that I go to the mountains. Is it like truly deeply rewarding? And for me, that means once a month or so because I go out a lot but boy I, I, if that percentage is consistent and for those for those for everyone and, and, and there's different rewards every time of course but the truly deeply satisfying rewarding experiences are rare but so if that percentage is consistent across the board and, and most people who's who aren't making a profession and the life in the mountains are getting out 10 to 15 times a year and one of them is is that deeply rewarding uh experience it it is super admirable it it there's there's a high level of badassery in that to to pursue this thing that that really if my theory and numbers are have any meaning uh lots of us lots and lots are dedicating a great deal of personal resources to the mountains and and many many are getting the truly deeply rewarding experience once a year uh and to to, that just speaks to to dedication and the how rewarding it is um i don't know there's something cool in that i've long admired and, and recognized the 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 less frequent practitioners out there. I guess this sort of... And I'm sure it sounds weird coming from me who gets out all the time um, and has built my life to get out all the time and wouldn't have it any other way. But I also have a great deal of respect, admiration, acknowledgement, uh, support for those who, who, 
who don't get out as much yet still go at it with the same dedication and passion. Uh, there's a, there's a there's the derisive weekend warrior term and the use of that term. It's a it's it's a positive term, but it's it's also you know used in in the in certain circles as 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 a in derision, and that's unfair. It's horribly unfair, and uh, I guess I'm here to here to speak up for that and. And recognize those that 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 get from the outdoors what they want and need, and, and what the outdoors can be with with lower frequency participation. I, I've been trying to be careful with my words here to, to indicate that like the the passion is no less, the passion is the same, and the and the commitment is the same. It's just frequency. Uh, I I I have a high frequency mountain life. I don't have any more interest or passion for it. I've, I just have a higher frequency than than typical, I suppose, and uh, and that's part of our culture. And there, there's, there's, it just doesn't. It's an idea and thought that doesn't appear in our uh, in our dialogue with any regularity. And um, maybe I'm not the one to responsibly. Uh, deliver that message because I am a high high frequency outdoor enthusiast um, but I also just think about these things a lot and think about all the all the ways of participating in the mountains and um, yeah that's my that's my thought for the day on the on the rarity of of like mountain perfection if you will and I suspect that it's that the it's roughly rare across the board. The rarity is similar. The percentage of adventures that that are that truly like magical is uh, is is low. And when your frequency is high, you get them more frequently. And when your frequency is low, you get them less frequently. But it's those magical adventures that that really really light the fire, scratch the itch, uh, and keep at it. You know, if there's anything to be gleaned from this, it, 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 it's that it does happen. You know, if you're in a, if you're in a personal drought of, of magical mountain time, uh, then, you know, it's gonna, it'll come around again. And if you're, if you got a, an abundance of the magical outdoor time, perhaps, uh, appreciate it a little more now. And if you're, if you've got a well-balanced life that includes a lot of things that are not the mountains, then, then, you know, own that and and appreciate that and realize that, 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 that passion does not go unrecognized. Uh, yeah, coming up on a, on a car crash here on the side of the road. That's what's been slowing this traffic. It looks like a plow truck actually in the ditch. Intense, stormy times. This is the this is the good stuff. It's not that someone's car crashed. It looks totally uh, innocuous. It's not a not an injury situation by any means. It's, just, it's more of just a car off the road. But um, so I got off on a tangent there. But uh, these big stormy times are, are are super special to to the mountain life. Even if the skiing is hard and the yeah, it's a plow truck. 
augered into the into the ditch. Um, yeah, intense stormy times. Part of what we do. Part of why we do all this, even if the athletic and adventurous pursuit is not always exactly what what you picture. It's a lot of car time on twisty mountain roads, for instance. Uh, yeah. Have a good one, everybody.